Inspired Living podcast where we talk all things business and personal development related, totally unfiltered. I'm your host, Meg Caston, and I'm here to help you create a sustainable, heart-centered business serving the higher good of others and to help you share your message in a big, big way. Join me as I interview amazing women who are sharing their message and making their mark on the world. Are you ready? Welcome once again to Inspired Living. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me today on the Inspired Living podcast. I'm here today with my friend and mentor, Emily King. And for those of you who are not familiar with Emily or the work she does, Emily is a wealth coach and a motivational speaker. And she works with entrepreneurs across the world and shows them how to grow their income and their impact by doing the work they love, which is amazing. She is the go-to expert on all things money mindset, merging her MBA experience with her spiritual practices to bring a holistic approach to growing your business and your bank account. And I have known Emily, we've been connected for several years now. And when I first thought of starting a podcast about, you know, bringing yourself closer to your soul and doing things that bring you closer to your soul, Emily was at the top of my list to bring on. So I want to welcome you today, Emily. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation to come on. Oh my God, my pleasure. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today and, and help out your audience. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, we've we've been connected for quite a few years now. And, you know, we have worked together and just the wealth of knowledge that you have and, you know, making it your mission to help people, you know, really um, excel in their life and be passionate and connected to the work they do is absolutely amazing. So thank you for showing up in that way for all of us who need it. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I know, um, most of the answers to these questions I'm going to ask you, but I want you to share with our audience, how did you come to be a money mindset coach? Like what inspired you to want to help and give back to others in that way? Yeah, so I've had this really interesting relationship with money ever since pretty much like I was born. I feel like I was meant to do the work that I'm doing now and it, like in hindsight, it all makes sense. So like when I was a kid, I just, I found money fascinating in the sense that like, I didn't grow up poor, but I didn't grow up, you know, rich and, and you know, get anything that I want and that kind of thing. So I, I was always so curious about money of like, okay, why do some of my friends get to have like the trampoline and the pool and the cars and the trips and the Disney and all that kind of stuff? And why do we kind of like have to use the, have to drive the beat up old car and like we didn't get to go to Disney? Like it just fascinated me. And so ever since I was a kid, like I, I think you know this story, Meg, but like when I was a kid, I think I might have been like five or six, I sold pieces of my hair to make money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a great uncle said he loved the color of my hair and I was like, Oh, I'll sell you a piece for a dollar. And then I went around the whole family party selling pieces of my hair. <laughs> so like I was just so fast and I had like the paper route and the lemonade stands and whatever I could do. Like I actually took up network marketing when I was in grade 11 at school. Um, didn't go very far with it, but like any opportunity to, to hustle and make a buck, I was there. So fast forward to, a few years ago, um, when I found myself in debt and in a really like kind of low place, we'll say, um, where mm -hmm. I had graduated with my master's in business. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew I was meant to do something, something with it. I knew I had a passion for like, 
this this longing to give and um i came across law of attraction stuff and this whole concept that your mindset is greatly important to impacting your life and so i started learning about it and reading about it and getting some coaching on it and that kind of stuff and one thing led to another and before i knew it i was like manifesting cars and houses and trips and like money and all the things and i got really really good at it and i realized that this interest that I had with money growing up and then leading into my adult life um, that I had gotten so good at and like forming this great relationship with money and growing my wealth and all that goodness and doing what I love and figuring out my passions and that kind of stuff. A lot of people were in the dark on and a lot of people had a lot of shame and guilt and um, stress and anxiety around money. And I was like, all right, like this money is a big part of life and there's no point in a majority of people going around complaining about it, wondering how to get more of it, feeling like crap around it, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to step up to the plate and I'm going to start to show people how to live this abundant, rich life um, and be unapologetic about it and just love it completely. And so that's what I started to do. So five, no, six years ago now I started my coaching business and I started teaching people about money mindset principles and your money stories and your money blocks and um, practical things to grow your business and mindset tools and bringing it all together. Because I'm also, you know, really into the woo-woo spiritual stuff. So bringing meditation and journaling and connecting with the universe and all that goodness into it. So, yeah, that's, that's the, the gist of how I got into this. That's so amazing. And I love that story. Um, what you shared about your hair. I knew that. And <laughs> so it was like, even from a young age, like you were just connected with this and it fascinated you. And I think that it's almost like it was in, it was in your DNA. Oh, totally. To kind of take this path. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember yeah. uh, one of the first coaching courses I ever took, one of our pieces of homework was to ask like a family member or a good friend or whatever, um, what they thought we would be when we grew up. And so I asked my mom, I said, so when I was a kid, like when you were kind of like observing me what did you think that I would do or be when I grew up and she's like I didn't know what you would do but she's like all I knew was that you would make money <laughs> and I was like yep you got that right <laughs> good mama yeah. good yeah. awesome yeah <laughs> um so one of the things uh you said and I think I would love for you to kind of explain this a little more you had said you wanted to teach or I mean you do teach people about how to be unapologetic about money. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. Like there is, you know, there's guilt and there's shame. And I'm working through, you know, issues with that kind of thing. What do you mean about being unapologetic about money? Because I feel like a lot of people, when they think of money, they think about greed or wanting mm -hmm. money and being greedy about that. So what's, what's the difference between, I guess, maybe the greed of it and just being unapologetic about it? Mm. So there's a lot of subconscious judgment that we have around money. And it's, it's very innocent in the sense that like, if you think back to even like Disney movies that you watched when you were a kid, like Cruella DeVille was the rich, uh, mean woman. Um, right. Cinderella, her stepmom and her sisters were all like prissy and rich and like had all the things. And, you know, so we on a subconscious level see the rich stuff as bad or greedy. I mean, not, this doesn't go for everyone, but, um, generally speaking, and even like in Pretty Woman, you know, when Julia Roberts goes into that store in Rodeo Drive 
and mm -hmm. they kind of look at her like, who are you coming into this fancy ritzy store? So we have the, these like um, kind of assumptions on what it means to be rich and who you got to be and how you got to act and how you got to dress and all that kind of stuff. When it's all like, can we curse on this? podcast sure okay. absolutely <laughs> when, it's, when it's all just bullshit it's bullshit like right the yeah, totally so when I say unapologetically you it's like really taking that step back and to your listeners um like a little bit of homework or something to think about after this is what would being unapologetically rich look like to you with no judgment like just coming mm -hmm. like like, honestly, like, however you would want that to look like, feel like if you want to get the fancy car, if you want to have the big house, if you want to do all the luxurious things, go for it. And don't give a shit about what people think. If you want to have a small house in the woods and never see another human for the rest of your life and have piles of money in your bank account, go for it. So it's really about just letting yourself want what you want. Because so often I find with my clients is there's this guilt about like, wanting feeling bad for wanting more and feeling like it makes you an, an ungrateful person and that yes. that couldn't be further from the truth and so the analogy that yeah. i like to give is it's like mother nature does this so beautifully with this whole concept of just knowing that growth is more and it gives back so in the sense that if i plant a tree in my backyard if i plant it from the seed and it starts to grow and it starts to sprout up and we start to see a little like branch coming up or whatever the tree just doesn't come up and is like, oh, I'm good. Like, I don't need to get any bigger because if I get any bigger, it's going to take away from someone else or, you know, I don't want to steal all the sunshine or, you know, the tree just knows naturally if I keep growing and getting bigger and stronger and taller, um, this beauty is, is for the benefit of everyone. And so mm -hmm. nature just does that naturally so beautifully and just is a real example of the wanting more, the knowing that more is available is, is a win-win for everyone. And so it goes back to, um, what's that saying? Is it Marianne Williamson or, or basically that whole concept of like, you know, as your light shines, it gives other permission people to do the same. Like when my light shines, it doesn't dim anyone else's light. It just enhances everyone else's light because they get inspired um, and hopefully motivated and, and inspired to, to do their own thing. So that's, that's kind of the unapologeticness of this whole rich woman thing. And, and like, I had some clients, they couldn't give a shit about having, like, actually, here's an example. I was thinking, actually, it's funny you asked this question because I was thinking this morning how, like, I value what I value and I'm unapologetic about it in the sense that, like, I drive an Audi SUV. I mm -hmm. love my car. I don't do it for the sake of look at me, see me, I'm rich, whatever. I just do it because like literally when I get in that car, I'm just, every single time and I've had the car for a year now, I'm like, oh, I love the way I feel in this. I love the comfort of it. I love, I love it. I love my car. And, right. and on the same token, like, I also am down to earth. Like I love just a good, like camping trip. I don't need to have luxuries and fanciness. Like, I'm a whole like wide spectrum of different things that I love and value. And so it's not about, I need to have this luxury and oh, my whole life needs to look like this. Like I need to be dressed up to the nines. Like I'm sitting here in joggers today. And when I work, like <laughs> I work in my robe, like you don't have to look a certain way in order to have a life that you want and desire. Right. Yeah. And she's right. Everybody. She does work in her robe. I have seen it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think, you know, I think when you're talking about that, it comes down to the intention behind the action or the intention behind the desire to want more. Mm -hmm. It's not to be showy, right? And and I know that you have said before, um, the money's there. The money is there. You just need to ask for it mm-hmm. and you just need to, like, it is abundant. Mm-hmm. It is abundant. And like people who, who have it just seem to get more and more and more. Why is that? It's there and they're asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's not taking from someone. It's kind of like breathing. If I take a big inhale, it's not going to yeah. take away from your ability to breathe. It's not like, oh, I don't, I can't breathe because that's going to take away from Megan's breath. Like, really seeing money as this ever flowing, ever abundant, infinite supply that isn't like, you know, a, a pie where if I get a piece, then, then you miss out on, on having a piece of the pie. It's, 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 it's available to all of us. And you're right. And like, we just mm-hmm. have to ask for it. You know, we just have to at least make ourselves available uh, for the thing that we desire instead of being like, Oh no, I can't get that. That's, that's too much to ask for. I couldn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that kind of thinking for the most part is kind of how people think, you know, like I've, I've had those thoughts before, like, Oh, I can't have that nice car. Mm-hmm. Like I don't deserve that. I didn't come from money. Mm-hmm. So I can't have that. Yeah. You know, that's for the rich people. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's all how you, how you see it and how you change that, change that mindset. So it kind of leads me into my next question, being a money mindset coach. So if you're working with a client or if we're working together, does that mean I can expect to make a million dollars at the end of our coaching sessions together? Like, how does that work? Yeah, no. Can you guarantee me I'm going to be a millionaire by the end of this podcast? Yeah, if I could, I'd be like very rich. I would have a long lineup of clients. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, because like anything in life, the, you have to do the work or whoever's, you know, like I can, I can preach till the cows come home, different things and tasks and actions and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, it's up to the client and the person to put in the work. So, um, I mean, not even God or whatever you want to call it, that higher power above can force us to do anything. And so, um, and we've all been there. We've had that knowing and we've just ignored it. We're like, ah, no, I can't do that or whatever. So it's really like, if you want to be the millionaire, you got to get out of your head and just start taking action. Like that's the key. Mm-hmm. Um, and start leaning into that intuition and stop giving two shits what people think. Like really releasing judgment of what others think is a big, um, big portal, if you will, to, mm-hmm. To, to having that life that you want to live. If, if, because being quote unquote rich or abundant mm-hmm. is not all about the number that's in the bank because I, I'm, you know, a friend of mine I can think of now off the top of my head. She's the wealthiest that she's ever been in her life, but has such a scarcity mindset because she's so afraid that, you know, the rug is going to be pulled out from underneath her. Like it's all going to go tomorrow. Um, right. So that's, that's not the best feeling in the world. So um, being rich is really about uh, how do we want to, how do we want to feel on this journey? And, and if we want to get to the millions, like I want to, I want to get to the millions doing it my way. And if I'm giving my freedom away 
to what other people mm -hmm. think, the money doesn't matter. I don't care if I have a million dollars in my bank account if I am trapped by people's judgments and afraid to show the true me online. So um, I know that kind of like went a little sidetracked on your question, but I just wanted to add that in. Of uh, Oh, it's so true mm. though. Like it's so true how I feel like, you know, in my own experience for so many years, what other people thought of me and how I presented myself either online or, you know, however it was, it just, it's something that people don't want to be judged, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to be criticized. And that is a huge thing to overcome. So, so you work a lot with that um, in your coaching as well. Oh, God, yeah. And here's the cool thing is that, mm -hmm. I find the interesting thing about money and growing the abundance is that I would, I would even be willing to bet a hundred percent of the time that as I see a client and even myself grow financially, mm -hmm. always it is correlated with improving their inner self worth and confidence yes. and value. And so even mm -hmm. uh, I can think about a client off the top of my head here. Now I, we've just been working together, not even a month now. And confidence and owning what she does and owning how gifted she is has been huge just this last month. And we, we worked on that and really stepping into, this is what I do. This is what I charge. I'm freaking awesome at this and take it or leave it. But if you take it, you're going to really love it. And stepping into that now, um, you know, she just wrote me last night to say that she's a new client paying in full for this package. And this is going to be by far, her most uh, abundant month she's had ever in her business. And so the two go hand in hand. I know me personally, like I have become a better person, more confident in myself, more self like love, all that goodness as my business mm -hmm. has grown. So that's the amazing thing that I love about the way that I work like for myself and, and what I teach my clients is, is about kind of doing the inside out work. Mm -hmm. And this is like, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on and have, you know, a podcast relating to things that are bringing you closer to your soul, because they bring you from that place of being worried about judgment or criticism, to a place where you are accepting of yourself that are bringing you closer to your soul and to your authentic being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, so when you're working, so when you're working with your clients, and, you know, we can talk about, you know, what you do and that kind of thing. So actions obviously speak louder than words. Mm -hmm. So what, what have you found uh, working with individuals that are, can you give some examples of specific roadblocks maybe people encounter when working on their mindset around money and finances? Mm -hmm. And to kind of piggyback on that, why do you think it's so hard or what do you think is so hard about changing a mindset? Like what are some of these roadblocks that you've worked through with your clients? Yeah. So I, I pretty much exclusively work with entrepreneurs. So what I mm -hmm. um, work on might be different from someone who's working, you know, a nine to five type job, but right. boundaries are a big thing. Um, so mm -hmm. kind of over delivering and feeling like what you give isn't enough. And therefore undercharging, overworking, starting to get into like resentment around your work, like really like the burnout. Um, right. So that's one thing that I see. Um, losing, letting, another thing is like letting sales feel weird. <laughs> like, like yeah. it's like, we know, like my clients are amazing at what they do. 
Um, and then it's not, this is, doesn't go for everyone, but I find a lot of women, as soon as we go into, okay, well, let's get this out into the world. Let's share this. And it's just like, like the energy just like drops. It's just like, right. but like, well, what if people don't sign up? What? And then we get into this weird icky place with when we show up to actually sell and receive the money. And so I'm all about like, okay, what is our intention behind this thing that we're offering? The intention is, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, have someone, you know, like feel really confident in their business, um, receiving more clients, um, like whatever it is. Okay. Let's focus on the why. So we get too caught up in the nitty gritty of it all. And like the, and we forget like, why am I doing this? And I always love to go back to, I think Danielle Laporte. I don't know if she's the person who kind of started with this or shared this first, but I learned it from her, which is like the core desired feelings. And so that's what I go back to is like, okay, what are your core desired feelings? Like, why did you even start this business to begin with? Or why are you even doing what you're doing? And so I have to remind myself of that a lot because another type of coaching that I do, I got certified as a sacred money archetype coach. And so that's basically understanding your money personality. And so I know that my natural tendency, my money personality as a ruler is to always move the bar, meaning once I hit a goal, then it's like, all right, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, like the never enoughness. And so mm-hmm. I really have to slow down, smell the roses and remember consciously, like be like, why am I doing this? What are these core feelings that, that I desire to feel as I go along this journey? And for me, it's joy, it's fun, it's inspiration, it's in flow. It's, it's all these wonderful things. So I have to consciously remind myself, okay, in putting up this program or selling whatever it is, these are the feelings that I'm choosing to feel as I put this out to the world. And I'm not straying from it. I'm not making this selling thing be a weird, awkward thing. I'm showing up, mm-hmm. getting back to that unapologetic kind of place, um, unapologetically me, uh, showing my stuff with the world. And this is how I'm going to feel. So, yeah, so, so to backtrack, people feeling weird about selling, um, people yeah. having uncomfortable or, or slash like no boundaries with their business. Um, mm-hmm. which impacts their, the growth of their business. Because if, if they feel resentful and like on a subconscious level, they're like, Oh my God, as I grow this, more people are taking advantage of me. More people are trying to, you know, quote unquote, pick my brain for free. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to resent the growth of their business. Um, and the other thing is just like uncovering the money stories that you've made up growing up. And so that gets down to money blocks and money blocks are essentially any limiting beliefs that we have about money. So it could be money is the root of all evil. Um, if like it has to be sacrificed, it has to be either, you know, you have your family time or you have money, but it can't mm-hmm. be both. Um, right. Or you got to work really hard to make money or um, being rich isn't meant for me or whatever it is that people have made up. So that's probably the, the foundational piece is peeling back those layers and seeing, okay, what did you make up when you were a kid about money mm-hmm. and your relationship with it? And let's change that story to something empowering. Right. Exactly. And I feel too, like, and I will use my own experience. It's, you know, it's these beliefs on a subconscious level. Like it's not always, um, it's not always visible. Like you can't always see like, okay, well, why do I have these beliefs? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like it was ingrained, just like, you know, regular limiting beliefs, like I'm not good enough, or, you know, that kind of stuff, I'm not smart enough. But it's almost, you know, it's been ingrained in you 
from birth, mm-hmm. basically, you know, different, of course, in some cases, but it's what you've grown up with. So you automatically are just like, oh, I didn't come from money. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to money. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever that is. But do you find too that a lot of time that it takes some digging and it takes some sort of self-discovery into realizing where those beliefs actually came from? My approach is kind of twofold in the sense that like, um, I think there's a time and place for exploring just generally like what, what were the things that you heard growing up around money? How do you generally feel about money day to day? Like, so exploring that is like a foundation, but I find that the best changes come from taking action. That's when we really get to change around these stories because I think, you know, this. like one of my sayings I have is mindset without action is bullshit. So we can do all the mindset stuff in the world and say, Oh, you know, you don't feel confident about this program that you're selling or whatever. Okay. Well, this is why your program's so awesome. Like this is why you should feel confident. Let's change around the story to say, you know, I am enough and I can sell this and blah, blah, blah. We can talk the talk as you know, till the cows come home, but until we actually go out and actually do the thing and feel the confidence, like that's a game changer there. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I find the biggest shifts happen when we acknowledge and we witness the the blocks and then we go, okay, well, here's what we're going to do differently going forward in our actions to change it. And the thing is like these blocks, they'll come up like no matter what stage of the game you're in, like, I teach this stuff day in, day out. And even still to this day, and probably to the day I die, I'm going to be finding new, mm-hmm. new variations of the blocks. So even just the other week, I uh, caught a block where I have, I had a default of you got to work hard for your money and you have to have to give like everything and then some in order to be worthy of receiving the money. And I caught myself mm-hmm. the other week when I was selling a program uh, starting to feel bad because it was a self-study program and like the money was coming in, the new sales were coming in, all that kind of stuff. And my head started to take me down this rabbit hole of, oh, this is too easy. And maybe you should give away more. Maybe you should do some live component, like all these like things of you should, you should, you should. And, and then I was like, wait a minute. So I caught the limiting belief and noticed that it was feeling like crap. Mm-hmm. And I, and I just simply said to myself, it's safe to allow money to flow with ease. It's safe to allow money to flow mm-hmm. with ease. And it just completely shifted everything in that moment where it's like, ah, oh, I am enough to receive this money with ease. I am enough. And what I have what I have poured into this program as is, is enough. And my clients will love it and they will get amazing results from it. So it's just those little shifts. But that wouldn't have come unless I had put myself out there and started to sell the program. Right, exactly. And this reminds me what you were just saying about like, you talk so much about the ego. So once it kind of catches on to you, figuring out one block, it's going to change how it approaches you and come at you at a different angle. So you have to be ready (laughs) for it. (laughs) Ready for it as best you can. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's still going to get there. But to have the awareness and kind of realization, like to step back for a minute and say, Oh, wait, 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 no. This is what's going on. Okay. I see how yeah, sneaky you're exactly. being. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's, I mean, what you said, mindset without action is bullshit. It's totally true because you get that 
you know, positive momentum and you get that positive energy flowing from the action that you take. And then in turn, like you said, the the law of attraction, that's what you Mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I know, obviously you've done a lot of work and I have seen the incredible growth um, that you have had over the years that I have been following you. I would love to know how, like, I see the business side and I have seen you share some of the personal side, but for our listeners who might not know, how has your life changed by the work that you do personally? Like, aside from the clients mm-hmm. you work with, how how has your life changed? Mm. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> over the years, um, geez, that's a good question. I would say it it's going to sound so cliche, but it like just keeps getting better and better. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the sense that like more, the, the universe never ceases, ceases to amaze me at how wonderful it is in the sense that opportunities that seem so far away manifest quicker and quicker. So for example, um, like TEDx was something that I wanted to do and apply to. And I set out Mm -hmm. late last year, I said, all right, you know, coming up in 2020, I want to speak at TEDx. But that's on my kind of bucket list. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, somebody that follows me on Facebook just randomly wrote me being like, hey, did you know that TEDx is taking applications now uh, for the event that's coming to our city? I was like, no, I had no idea. And so I applied and went and kind of to backtrack, this is where the mindset, you know, really the mindset and the action came into play. Cause my action, I, I, I was so scared to apply. I, my mind was like, you can't do this. You're not good enough. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I did it. Long story short, I uh, ended up getting selected as one of the speakers. Now we've had to postpone it with the COVID going on, but, um, but nice. yeah, so that like, it's just like, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Like we're now in the process to in two days, we close on a new house that we're buying as a rental income property. Um, I travel a ton. I I travel, God, at least like four or five times a year, I'd say. Um, Mm -hmm. And girl, you just got back from like, yeah, like last month we were super lucky in the sense that we kind of got in and out in time before this COVID stuff went crazy where, um, we had a month in Maui with my family. And so these are all things that I wrote down years ago. Uh, and the cool thing was two years ago was when this, this month in Maui thing started and two years ago on the flight there going first class to Maui, I sat and I dug up an old document where I had written down a couple years prior that on my dream board was I want to spend a month in Maui with my family. And then lo and behold, there I was sitting on the plane mm-hmm. on my way to Maui and we did it, you know, two years in a row now. And so just, it's just like opportunities keep opening up and life just keeps getting better and better and more fun. And it's like, it's like, what's next. It's just so exciting to know that anything is possible. And I'm, I'm excited to see where the future leads me. Right. And that's so exciting. And again, like, congratulations to you for all of the work, you know, and it Mm -hmm. it is work, right? It doesn't just happen. It's a result of the actions that you take and the mindset that you have around these certain things. And it's just, it's been so fun to watch you. Thanks. Yeah. Honestly, 
and just like, <laughs> go girl. Yeah, and I for think you. it comes back to that. <laughs> like I was able to grow from seeing other people lead the way, um, from seeing other mentors yeah. and coaches, uh, taking the trips and getting the houses and having the luxuries and having the freedom. And it was like, they led the way for me. And so that allowed me to step into it. And so it's just kind of like, this ripple effect of opening up opportunity for everyone. So yeah, e mm -hmm. even yourself, mm -hmm. like Meg, like you now have this podcast, like you said, you're doing the YouTube stuff. Like things just keep expanding as we see others inspire us to do it. Right. It's so true. And I think, you know, for me, I will say for me personally, um, and I can probably say for you as well, but it's so important to have, to have a mentor or to, you know, to have inspirational people in your life, whether you know them personally, or whether, you know, it's, it's a Facebook group that you're part of, or if it's, you know, someone who really resonates with what you do, and who, you know, you sort of aspire yeah. to be and, and to have that kind of inspiration in your life, because sometimes for a lot of people, that's yeah. the only place they get it, you know, they don't have people in their families, or even friends yeah. in their lives, like, they have this passion and this fire and drive inside of them to do something but no one in their physical community is they can't relate to anybody like that so I think you know especially with having social media and that kind of stuff right now it allows us the opportunity to to grow relationships with people in a different way than we normally wouldn't have been able to oh my god several totally, years yeah. ago it's amazing it's amazing like this afternoon I have a call mm -hmm. booked in with um a friend of mine that I met through a coaching program online and she lives over in the UK and we met in New York last year. We both mm -hmm. happened to be in New York at the same time she was doing um, some business stuff. I was also there for business and like, it's just amazing. Like we live in such a time where like this wasn't available 20 years ago. If I was an entrepreneur 20 years ago, like I, it would be much more difficult to be successful. I think 20 years ago than it is today. Right. And so you would be hustling. You would have no hair left on your head because you'd be selling it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're making wigs every other month. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, one little thing I wanted to touch on because you you made me really think about this. So when you were saying um, how has, you know, all of this changed your life personally you said you get excited like for the next thing that's going to happen and you know the next thing that's going to happen after that and it's genuine excitement and it's a genuine energy that you're putting out now on the flip side of this I know people who have the opposite energy and instead of phrasing it or saying it like oh what's going to happen next like I can't wait to see what's going to happen next their mindset is oh my god what's going to happen next now like this shitty thing just happened. Now what's going to happen? Like mm -hmm. it's the negativity. Yeah. So there, so here's the interesting thing about faith and fear is that they both kind of come from the same place in the sense that they both require believing in something that you can't see. Fear is made up mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. is faith. And so when people say like, how do you have faith? It's right. like, well, how do you have fear? Like you just believe in something that you can't right. see. And so when people get into the, well, like, you know, I'm basically not excited for, you know, what's in the future or what's going to happen and all that kind of stuff. Well, you've, it's like, you've just given your faith to fear. <laughs> you said like, I've chosen right, to exactly. believe in shitty things happening for me. And so one really practical tool that I love to use, my friend um, made this up 
who's also a coach, she calls it what if upping. Because we tend to what if down. We're like, oh my God, what if this happens? And what if, you know, what if, and then right. what if they have, they cancel it? Like we get into all the negative what if spiral, but it's just as easy to get into the what if upping of like, what if, um, you know, a new client does, and Mike, I'll use me as an example. Like, what if um, a new client mm-hmm. pops into my inbox tomorrow wanting to chat more with me about coaching? What if the app, like back then, you know, what if that application that I sent in the TEDx does get selected and I do get picked to go on stage? What if uh, my Oracle cards that I'm going to create are like just an absolute hit and my clients love them and they take off? And what if this, like just getting into all the what if upping, it really changes your energy. Like even now, as I'm saying this, like my energy feels lighter, it feels more exciting. And so at first it might feel difficult and like you're making it up to what if up yourself and to have faith, but that's okay. Cause you're breaking an old habit and, and most of us have a, have a habit of fear. And so we got to consciously mm-hmm. change that by, by having this, what if up in practice and having faith and then starting to acknowledge when good things do happen because so often good things happen and we don't even realize. And I think with this, you know, at the time of this recording, now this COVID-19 thing is happening. And we're really realizing how good we had it and didn't realize, you know? Right. And so I exactly. think it's really uh, kind of brought us to our knees. The universe really has been like, hey, wake up, realize how freaking good you had it, and stop complaining. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, shut up, be grateful for what you have and know that more is coming. Right. So, yeah, I kind of, I kind of love the slap in the face that the universe has given us. Like, okay, I I don't want to sound insensitive. I don't love how, you know, (laughs) some people are are struggling that kind of stuff, but I do, I do think uh, a kind of kick up the butt for a lot of us was needed. And I think that kind of like zooming out of this situation and looking in the long run, I really, really think and hope that this is going to have a lot of great changes in the world. Cause I already know people already um, personally and people I see online and that kind of stuff who've made changes that are for the better where they're like, you know, uh, there's a woman who reached out to me on Instagram the other day and she said, um, you know, she, just before this pandemic struck, she was about to sign off on this contract and it fell through because of this pandemic and she's like but you know what I'm really happy that it did fall through because she's like I know that that wasn't meant to happen and it's now pushed me in this other direction that I was mm-hmm. avoiding because I was too scared and thought I would fail but now I have no choice but to go all in on this other direction and I'm like yes like this is for some people this is what the universe has really forced us to do so I think there is some light in all this darkness that that we're feeling absolutely I think there is a light there and you just need to open Mm -hmm. your eyes and look for it. You know, it's not uh, always super, super clear, Mm -hmm. but it's there. You just have to look, right? You just have to look close. Um, So the next question I have for you is Mm -hmm. more of a fun one, I think. And I would love to know. So I know a couple of years ago, there was a lot of things circulating on social media, like, oh, if I could write a letter to my 18 year old self, what would I say? You know, and, and I think about this a lot. I'm like, oh yeah, my God, I could write a few books to her <laughs> for all the stuff that I've learned so far in my life. But I would be curious to know if you could write a letter to your 18 year old self, what are some of the things? Yeah, that the first thing that comes to mind is calm the F down. <laughs> like, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny you mention that because, let me think, was it 18? No, I would have been 16 at the time. Um, I was actually, you know how sports, since they don't have any new like sports things on the go, they're showing replays of old games and that kind of stuff. So my husband was watching right. hockey yeah. the other night on TV, and it was a game from 2002. And that's back when I was still in high school. Mm-hmm. And so it was funny. He's watching this game, and I was thinking, I was like, God, I would have been probably, what, 16, 17 at the time. And I was like, I wonder where I was. I wonder what I was doing. Like, I wonder who I was hanging out with that night. And, and then I kind of did what you like that flashback moment of like, what would I love to go back and just tell Emily, like, 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 and the first thing right. was, cause I, especially like <laughs> at that age, you're kind of in that vulnerable place where you don't, you're figuring out who you are, you know, how to confidently show up in the world. And it's a really, it's a really, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a odd, awkward moment in, in time. And so I would just love to go back and be like, Emily, calm the F down. <laughs> Everything is all good. Just <laughs> enjoy yourself, woman. Like, soak it up. People don't like it. Good. People love you. Fantastic. But, like, you do you. And, like, everything is going to be right. good. And it's funny because the same. I would tell the same thing. I know that 18 years from now, I would go back and tell my current self, the same thing. So it's something that I have uh, like on a post-it on my wall is, is just like, like don't take life so seriously. That, that, that mantra or statement or whatever you want to call it really brings me back to ground and just enjoying life of like, don't take it so seriously. Like life is meant to be enjoyed. Whatever you're overthinking Mm -hmm. or worrying about or whatever is not a big deal. And so life is all good. And so that's what I try to bring myself back to. And I think it's going to be like my life lesson of just like, it's all good. I love that. And it's so true. It's so easy to just get caught up in whatever is going on or whatever you're working on or, you know, whatever is happening in your life. And even just like this, like with the, you know, with the COVID-19 yeah crisis happening it's so easy to get caught up in that and Mm -hmm. and you make yourself crazy like you make you can drive yourself frantic and just to be like Mm -hmm. you know what girl yeah chill out like you said yeah you do you and and it's really like it's easy to chill out when things are good but where it really gets applied is when shit hits the fan and so that's that's when I love to bring that in of like when things feel frantic or things feel uncertain, that kind of stuff, like that's where the true growth comes is when you can find that mm-hmm. inner stillness, that inner peace and that knowing that all is going to be okay, despite what's going on in your external circumstances. Yeah. So too, I popped online yesterday and I did a video where I was just like, it was just a few minutes, but you know, I said to people just focus on what you can do and not get caught mm. up in everything that's happening around you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're one person. You do you. Like, you know what? Just, just take it back, reel it in and focus on what you can do for yourself right now. And yeah. just do that. Like, we're not carrying mm-hmm. the weight of the world on our shoulders here, people. Like, yeah. And we it, can only do that, so much. That's awesome. And I love that because <laughs> it reminds me of where so many people get caught up is, they see that metaphorical like staircase and they think that they got to jump right to the top and they Mm -hmm. forget that to get to the top of the staircase, you got to put one foot after the other. And that just 
comes from showing up with one little step that you can do today. And just like you said, just do your part, whatever you can do. Um, but you don't need to try to save the whole world and then think that that makes you a, a you know, worthwhile human, like <laughs> just do what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> do what you can. Exactly. No, for sure. Um, so I have, so before I have Mm-hmm. Or ask my final question. What I would love to know, I mean, I know I know where to find you. I know how to connect with you. But for anybody listening who is mm. interested in taking a step, you know, in in making that making that shift in their life from changing their mindset around money to working on their business and wanting to, you know, to really make a difference with themselves and what they're doing, how can people get in touch with you. I mean, I'm going to include your contact details, but you know, for someone who might be just listening now and wants to pop online and try to find you quickly, how can they find you? And I also wanted to ask too, you, Mm -hmm. you work with entrepreneurs. We know that. Do you mainly work with women? Like what is your ideal client basically for anybody who's listening? And Yeah. So the best place to find me is I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and my website, obviously. So my Instagram and my Facebook is um, Emily King Co. Co. Um, and my website is therichwoman.ca. So find me there. There's links there on all the platforms to like get some freebie stuff for me, some meditations, um, some mantra audios, all that goodness. And I'm always putting out different training videos and that kind of stuff for free. So go on over there, get yourself acquainted binge watch some stuff to really like, you know, flood your brain with some positive, positive things. And yeah, who I work (laughs) with, um, I work with mainly women entrepreneurs, um, or I like to say entrepreneurial women, because I've had um, a handful of clients who come into my world who maybe work a nine to five or have like their steady paycheck type thing, but they really want to get their side hustle on the go, or they really want to get their passion out into the world. And so if you have that kind of inner longing of like, like I want, basically my thing is like, if you want more, if you desire more, like come my way kind of thing. Um, Because I mean, Mm -hmm. I think of myself when I started working with a coach, I, I had no intention of ever starting a business. I was working a nine to five at the time. And, but I was just, I just wanted, I knew there was something more. And so I started reaching out and connecting with coaches and going to retreats and taking programs and that kind of stuff. And then one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was starting up my own business and here we are. So that's what I would say. Even if you're not an entrepreneur right now, or really don't know what you would do is if you just, and I'm sure they have this because that's why they're Mm -hmm. listening to your podcast. But if you have that longing for more then then come on, come on my way and let's help, let's help you out. Yeah. (laughs) And what Emily said, you guys is so, you know, it's so true. She's got, when looking at her Instagram or Facebook um, and her website, there is so much content, Emily, that you put out (laughs) and I'm like, this stuff is gold. Like, honestly, like you guys, she's a wealth of knowledge. So I highly highly recommend you check her out and you know it's great watch the videos listen and just feel the energy because you can feel it when you speak I'm like mm. I can feel like even when you're writing your posts like I can feel the inspiration just come from oh, it. cool. it's absolutely incredible thank, thank you, you for what I you appreciate do. that <laughs> yeah you're welcome okay so last question that I love to ask my guests is what does getting 
closer to your soul. First thing that comes to mind is self-love. And maybe I'm biased on that because I know that's my Mm -hmm. biggest thing to work on. But I know when I can accept myself fully and love myself fully, that gets me connected with my soul. And I think that allows me to express and do all the things that my soul came here to do um, is when I have that Mm self-love. So yeah, that's what that means. Mm. I love that. Mm. Yeah. So true. So true. Being connected to our, our soul, you know, the energy within us. Um, And then I feel like it connects Mm. us to other people who have that same energy. So just, just spreading the love for yourself and for others. And yeah, that gets into the soul. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and to share some of your knowledge and your insights with our audience. And I know that there's some amazing tidbits here. <laughs> I wrote down some notes and I was like, yes, yeah. Like, yeah, these are some quotable quotes here for sure. So thank you so much, Emily. And uh, I'd love to have you back on the podcast. In cool. A later thank you. And love to connect. out and contact me at www.megancaston.com.